not deleted remains my name uh, until February this year. I was a public officer, served with the National Orientation Agency, the foremost advocacy organ of government. And um, I rose to become a director and served as the state director. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo. And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. National Orientation Agency, Edo State Directorate. Now that I'm retired but not tired, I've gone fully into public, I mean, in a private life as a public affairs analyst. Well, that is very interesting. That is, in fact, the word that you just added to it is very, very interesting. Uh, as an analyst of public affairs, that is very, very important. I will come to that later. So today, I have the honor of talking to you about the just concluded election. Because uh, having worked uh, until you retire a while ago uh, from the or with the National Orientation Agency, you are fully abreast with what is happening, and of course, uh, you are one of the eyes that people will look up to in terms of the election in preparation, what has occurred, and all of that. So let's uh, start with the preparation. Uh, what would you like to tell us, either from? you just as, um, as a citizen of the country or from your office, whichever way you want to look at it, please go. Oh, well, I, I think uh, I'll just make it all around uh, from the eye view of a public servant and uh, as uh, a citizen of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. First and foremost, one thing is sure that um, the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria 1999 has amended, has uh, made it known to us that there is an election circle in Nigeria. And that every four years, beginning from 1999, elections will hold every four years because it is a, it is four years that is prescribed by uh, the constitution just mentioned for public office holders like the president, the governors, uh, members of the national assembly, and state houses of assembly. So the last election held in uh, 2019, and so everyone knew that by 2023. You know, there's going to be another round of elections, at least, to elect new, uh, a new president, uh, new governors for some states that are due, that is 28 states, and then at least for both chambers of the National Assembly and the respective state House of Assembly. So at least uh, it, is, it, is, it is expected that the electoral management body, that is the National Electoral Commission, uh, Commission, we hit the ground running from after the completion of all activities concerning the 2019 election, even up to when I'm concluding, at least you know, after every election, there are uh, litigations, you know, people go to the tribunals for the governorship, Senate and State House of Assembly or National Assembly. And then for the presidential, it starts from uh, the appeal court. So it is after the 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 the, 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 the APS court of the land, the Supreme Court, has made this pronouncement on all of this that you say, well, uh, actions on that election has been concluded. So what I mean to say is, uh, by then, and it was, or it was expected, or it is expected, let me speak in the present, and that the Independent National Electoral Commission, we hit the ground running. When I mean hit the ground running, at least to start preparing for the next election, which is the one that just held. One definitely, when an event occurs, there are three things you learn from it. 
you just one number one is that you accept the fact that there was an event. Number two, you learn, you know, uh, experiences from it, the mistakes, the pitfalls, or the identified gaps. And then number three, you make every arrangement plans to ensure that all the identified and isolated uh, gaps, you know, uh, are, are filled, at least to ensure that in the next election, such will be minimized, if not completely, you know, uh, uh, solved. So that was what was expected. So going by uh, the preparation for the 2023 general election, the, uh, in the, 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 the electoral management body, INEC, actually gave hope to Nigerians. Why I say gave hope to Nigerians was, was because uh, the chairman of the body, Professor Mahmoud Yakubu, at, at the drop of a hat, you know, never, you know, ceased to, 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 to amaze, I mean, to, 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 to tell Nigerians, to tell Nigerians that, well, this year's election, that is 2023, is going to be a different ballgame altogether. Because one, it was bringing in a lot of innovations, technological innovations, and it worked assiduously to ensure that the Ninth National Assembly at least passes, you know, the amendment containing relevant sections that will move elections you know, to the next level in this country. One agenda, I think in 2022, that was made. The, 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 the National Assembly but never failed Nigerians. They passed it with the requisite, you know, requirements. What the ingredients at least as championed by citizens and then by civil society organizations. And it was passed, and the president assented to it. With that, it was like, oh, it is a whole. And then with the introduction of the beavers, the bimodal voters at I judged to be the game changer. It was like bye bye to rigging, bye bye to alteration of results, bye bye to electoral violence. Because one, it eliminated the use of incident forms like we witnessed during the time of the beavers. I mean, the, 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 the other device that was used uh, before now. So, with this, at least Nigerians were rest assured that these elections, at least, the electoral management body is going to deliver. So to me, uh, there was adequate preparations. And then for this to happen, at least, uh, INEC was equally made, you know, autonomous. And then funds were to be drawn, you know, from the first line charge. In other words, once the budget has been approved by the National Assembly, the approved funds are transmitted directly to, the, uh, to, to INEC. So uh, at least you heard the most amount over 350 billion naira, 360 billion naira. I think that is within that region was the amount that was projected for INEC. So when you're talking of funding, at least INEC had enough. Don't forget that development part partners, you know, both local and international, actually lent you know their assistance in cash and in kind and in, in capacity building to INEC. So it was like, oh, we were just waiting to witness the best election that we ever conducted in this country. That will be the envy of even the bastion of democracy, the United States of America. So like, like, like the question you asked, to me, there was adequate preparations by the national, by uh, the independent national electoral commission. 
even with the citizens. When there was cooperation from citizens, from civil society organizations, because you, you understand that you, you, you agree with me that after you know the, the, the lifting of the ban on election, even before then, because there are two forms of information you pass. You have voter information and voter education. Let me tell you that INEC, NOAA, and civil society organizations, citizens, the media, they help greatly in ensuring that all requisite information are adequately passed on to the people and that the society, what I mean society, all at large, whether our voting age or not, old and the young, in not just in English language, translated to major Nigerian languages, indigenous languages, that this information is saturated and is permeates you know, every nook and cranny. And of course, you know, there are 18 political parties. Even the parties themselves, too, at least, although I'll give them below average when it comes to sensitization, but then I'm telling you that at least there was sufficient information concerning the conduct of this year's general election. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we really appreciate um, how you uh, uh, open up the argument in a way that uh, even the average person can understand it. And this is very important uh, for us in that we don't want to pretend that uh, our democracy has matured to the state that there will not be any error. Uh, that is not what we expected the Independent National Electoral Commission to do. Uh, we needed to be progressing, to be moving forward. I think that is how uh, many Nigerians actually bought into the, the electoral promises that INES was going to deliver uh, a free and fair election. Even if it's not 100% free and fair, but at least we needed to respect the, the will of the people. And of course, it's a continuous process. Anyway, you said something very important in, the, in your intro, that you are now an analyst, a public affair analyst, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So from there, I'm going to ask your opinion because the people are depending on people like you who are analyzing the situation because sometimes the information that the people have on their hands are very complex they are they are crude they are not explained enough so we need people who can break it down for them like you just did so that ordinary people can understand it so from this grant i'm going to ask you what is your take of the election how do you assess it what do you see how do you feel about it let me understand that. Well, to start with, um, if you check the, I want to start from the participation of citizens in this election. You discover that in 2015 and 2019, the percentage of Nigerians that came out to vote increased tremendously. One, because uh, the youth demographic for the first time discovered that at least the Political, how would I put it now? That they 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 they, 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 they reminded themselves that the political system is not tailored to add to address their needs. So for that alone, the youths, let me tell you, came out in large numbers during the continuous voters registration exercise. And people imagine that this was fueled by 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 uh, the experiences during the NSAS protest of of. The, the last quarter of 2020. And that they use it was like, look, let us, as the acclaimed leaders of tomorrow, let us take our destiny in our own hands. And how are we going to do that? It is to ensure that we register, it is to ensure that we collect our PVCs, and it is to ensure that 
we can come out and mass to exercise our franchise. And that is to vote according to our conscience and determination to ensure that those we are judged to be credible, those who have integrity, those who are honest, those who have precedence, they have delivered on their mandate, either in their public or private lives, are the ones we are going to elect. That was exactly what happened. And even outside that, don't forget that right now in the country, there's angst. At least a lot of us, most Nigerians, are not happy with the state of affairs in this country. Honestly, you know, there is every, every, there is every scarcity in Nigeria. Naira scarcity, poor scarcity. And of course, hunger is working on all fours. Say insecurity. So at the time you aggregate all of this, so people were propelled to say, look, we cannot continue in the old order. And so we are going to, we are going for a paradigm shift that we are going to ensure that at least we push in a new order to ensure that at least the integrity of this country, the unity of this country, and the progress of this country is, 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 is enhanced. So by that, at least, like I said, I quite agree, and I saw because I was in the field, that people trooped out in large numbers to exercise their franchise. So as for participation, it was huge. The apathy that we, we, that we dealt with in 2015 and 2019, you will discover that at least it was shifted to the background because of all these points I have just analyzed. So to me, my take was that at least where you want to measure on the year or say a scale of one to 10 uh, on, on participation of citizens, eligible voters, I want to tell you that I'll rank it eight. All right. The people participated, the people came out. Of course, it is evidence. <laughs> I think... Uh, it is even very natural, looking at the demography or looking at the population demography in Nigeria, which is um, very high in terms of younger people. And, and yet we begin to sometimes look for who is the oldest in the country to represent the country. And of course, by representation now, we're looking for who is going to be running errand. Because in Nigeria, the president is the number one employee of the country. He is not the owner of the country. He is he's a laborer. He's working for the country. And by that, it means that he should be running errand for the country. And by that, of course, we'll be look if the um, the highest demography in the country are younger people, we don't need to be saying errand to an, to an old man now. Because you cannot run for the country. You are too old to run for the country. But yet, uh, by some strange reason, uh, the kingmakers in Nigeria decide that they, they want to put somebody that is as old as Tinubu as the leader of the country. Well, I don't know. I, I think uh, I am, um, I feel that it, it looks a little awkward. Because now it's not even sworn in yet as a president. They are, we're already thinking of him being sent abroad for medical treatment and the rest of him. I'm not saying anybody is immune from that, but in the normal uh, uh, course of life, when you are young, there are certain things that you do. When you are old, there are also certain things that you do. So based on this, do you think the uh, the will of the people was actually respected in this election? Again, I'm asking from the point of view of an analyst and as a Nigerian, not just because uh, you are speaking from the office of the National Orientation Agency. Of course, you can also speak from that. Uh, you see, I want to let you know, first and foremost, our listeners, that uh, age is of the mind. Um, age is of the mind in the sense that uh, when you take an analysis of world leaders. 
you uh, starting from the United States of America. How old is he? When you go to, in those days, when you go to the defunct Soviet Union, that USSR, even up till now, their leaders are always above 60, 65, or 70 on the average. And across the world too, even in Israel, though they are beginning to be young now, and some other countries. So what I mean to say is, the issue of age to me does not really matter. And then what we should look at is the competence, the capacity, the knowledge. Yes, you cannot divorce experience from knowledge. The two are symbiotic. They are twins. And so when you could even have a younger person who is knowledgeable but has no experience, but you could have an aged or a geriatric who has the experience but has no requisite knowledge. So if you are deficient, if there is a deficit, then there will be a problem. And so the issue of Ashiwaju, Bola, Ahmed, Tinubu, to me, age is of no consequence. Age is of no consequence. It is why you want to begin to talk of, oh, all the, uh, the, 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 the do I say, the unhealthy baggages people ascribe to him. But don't forget that the constitution which we run in this country, there's a resumption of innocence. He's corrupt, he's this, he's that, he's, um, he, he's sick. Like now, he jetted out to Europe yesterday. And the social media is abused and awash with, 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 with unverified news and information that he's been flown abroad for medical uh, attention. That, it may not be true, it could be correct. But there is a statement from his media office that he was going to take a rest. Even if I quarrel with that, take a rest. For more, we have a country, at least Ashiwaju is not a poor man by measure and by standard. And I believe that at least he has mansions are furnished to the, you know, let me say to the taste or even 10 star hotels. There are places, you know, uh, tourist destinations in Nigeria here that he could take his time off as president elect. He could give him all security cover. Obudo is there. There are so many places that you could mention. That if you really want to take a well-deserved rest after transversing, you know, the nooks and crannies of this country, uh, the campaign definitely for his age. I mean, uh, whether you like it or not, it will have a, a telltale, you know, sign on his health, on his body physically. So he needs to actually take a rest. But going abroad, if you ask me, I don't subscribe to it because one, this is the time for him to actually sit down. He is talking of reconciliation. You don't talk of you don't talk of reconciliation, and then you leave your immediate constituency and you go abroad to reconcile. Who? Why well, are you going to begin the reconciliation? He should be here for people to, for, for him to consult. This is even they, they say he's a. I mean, it is a claim. It's an acclaimed bridge builder. It is now for him to actually build on those bridges. Reach out to his opponents. Even within his party, there are discontent tunes. Reach out to them, settle your home, settle the outside front and not try to prepare for his inauguration. And that is how I look at it. So coming to the competence, you know, maybe uh, electing a geriatric to lead us. Like I said, I don't have a problem with that. Now it is when we begin to talk of the process, I heard you talk of whether the will of the people actually mattered, whether it counted. Now the issue now is of this, because one can no longer actually comment on it as one would have loved to because um, 
the agreed parties, uh, PDP, LP, AA, and APM, ARM, all of them have filed their cases before the tribunal. But from what I saw, you see, you don't win elections on sentiments. And you don't win elections on popularities in the social media, just like you have media trials. Trials actually reside in the law courts and the decision and opinions of the judge or judges. And that is exactly what election is all about. Election is all a game of numbers. And actually, you need to build. Agreed, one of the candidates is very popular, popular among youths and all the rest. He just come and he put up a, spectac a spectacular showing. Let me tell you, when you're talking of the history of elections in this country, for you to win an election in this country, out of the six geopolitical zones, you must win at least three. Convincingly, go and take a census of past elections and how people won elections. You must win at least three zones out of the six zones convincingly. So, like I said, you don't win elections by popularity. He's very, very popular amongst the youth demographic and some who are discontented. But don't forget that there are a lot of variables that will contribute to your electoral victory. It's not just popularity alone. Yes, one of the popular you know, variables that still plays a dominant role to determine who wins the election in this country is money, is wealth. And that is the truth. Let me tell you, money or wealth is still the vehicle to which people you know, uh, win elections of power in this country. And that is the truth. It is not the ideology of parties. It is not the competence or capacity of individuals. Far from it. Money still plays a vital and central role in elections in this country. And that is what some of us are actually fighting that, look, that should be a thing of the past. You heard of various ways, various ways of how people actually bought votes. Yes, they bought votes in cash, and in kind. Agree there is scarcity. People imagine that the Naira redesign was aimed at curbing that. So Nigeria suffered, there was anguish even up till now. You can't even, you, can, you can't access more than 2,000 if it is available in your open of your own funds in your bank. And yet the elections are as flagged on. But people still bought elections. There were transfers, there were online transfers. People bought wrappers, people, you know, food items. For me, the scarcity, of Naira even made more Nigerians vulnerable to be purchased for their consciences to be purchased. And that is the truth because I was in field, I saw. And so outside that, let me tell my brother, religion still plays a major role. Primordial interest still plays a major role. Ethnicity still plays a major role. And that is the truth. And that's why I say popularity alone, outside all that variables, will not win election for you. The young man has tried is at the tribunal, at the Supreme Court. What personally I advocate is like, he should from now begin to prepare like they do for Olympics and the, and the, and the, and the World Football Mundial, the, the, FIFA, uh, the FIFA World Cup. Begin to prepare for 2027. Begin to consolidate. Gather a very formidable team of intellectuals, analysts, and then sit down at the round table to look at events and issues as it happened, what played out, and then pick out valuable lessons, and then use that to plan for 2027. Like I said, you need to reach out, you need to build bridges. And that is the truth. Build bridges, 
establish, establish concretely these bridges and reach out to persons across the country. There are 36 states, including FCT. So you need to reach out. Thank you so much for that. All right, uh, you said a lot of interesting things, and I will, uh, I would like you to expand on some of them. Uh, one is that, um, of course, anyway, you already responded to the fact that the system needs to change. That is what the Nigerian people actually wanted. We needed a change of the of the old order because it's no longer serving the people. But I have a question based on, on the mere common sense, which is usually when we vote, we vote in or we vote out. We vote in somebody or a party because we believe that they are going to do something good for us. And we vote out a political party or a candidate because we believe that they have done poorly or they cannot do something good for us. In Nigeria, in your intro, you did say that in the country today, 2023, today is the 20, 23rd of March. Everything in Nigeria has become scarce. And this was even before the election. And this is the, uh, the, the, the ruling party in Nigeria is APC. Which means that if the Nigerian people are thinking at all, they understand what they are going through, they will be deciding whether they want this political party or the system they have created to continue, or they need a change of hand. If this is what they have in their mind by going to the election, just by thinking rationally, why would they vote this same party that is, by voting this party and this candidate, meaning that they want the system to continue? I am just thinking, can we even reason like this, that perhaps... That is not what the people actually wanted, that they didn't go to vote the same system to remain in power. Thank you. I quite, you know, it's like I touched on that, that in spite of all that has happened, personally, you know, that is, you know, I mentioned it was it there's angst, you know, after the elections and the declaration of the winner, uh, because it was like people would say the election didn't go our way. The election didn't go your way. The question is you complaining, how did you vote? You understand? I did mention some other variables that see plays major role in this country. Religion, ethnicity, primordial interests, of course, wealth, all of this plays roles. And then there's what's called incumbency factor. An average Nigerian wants to tell, I don't want to be in the opposition. That is his belief. I don't want to be in the opposition. So let me just vote the party that is there at the center. That is why you discovered that before now, the presidential election used to hold, you know, be the second to hold. Gubernatorial will hold, State House of Assembly to hold, and after that. So people just imagine that with, once the presidential election holds, there's going to be a bandwagon effect. It happened in 1983 between the UPN and the NPN. Let me not go into that. So I want to let you know, my brother, that, like I said, if you look at the pattern of both of the three leading candidates, APC, PDP, and LP, you see all of them, they had their strongholds. Let me start with the Labour Party, for example. The Labour Party had a spectacular showing in the Southeast and the South, I mean, and the South South. They cleared these two zones. But how was their performance in the Southwest? Outside of Lagos, that is cosmopolitan, that is metropolitan in nature. That is where the Labour Party actually performed. They have performed the, 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 the presidential candidate of the APC. That is supposed to be a stronghold because since 1999, the progressives, though in 
on different political platforms, AD, uh, ACN, just like that, to APC, have held that place for the, since 1999. But at the presidential election, Amegola Tinubu was, was humbled by the Labour Party. But outside that of Lagos, if you go to North Central, there was a, a good showing in, in, in Lefou, Benway, and a little of Taraba. Now, I want to ask you, if you look at the South-South, I mean, that the South-South and the Southeast, and the two states are mentioned in the North Central, they are dominated by Christians, true or false? They are dominated by Christians. So what does that tell you? That these persons voted along religious and ethnic lines. In Lagos, like it's metropolitan and uh, cosmopolitan, it's like when they say Lagos is no mass land. The strangers in Lagos, when I mean the non-indigenous in Lagos, are more than the original settlers. And that is a fact. I don't forget that an average man is, 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 is commerce-based, is a businessman, is a trader. So there is nowhere. That's why you have this you know, uh, saying that any community where you don't have an Igbo man, be wary of that community. So they are there in large drove in numbers because they are commercially oriented. Now, when you go to the north central, I mean, north west and north east, for example, what was the performance of Labour Party? And they let us come to PDP. PDP had a spectacular showing in northeast. Northwest, a little of it. Southwest, Tunko, look at it. South, south, no way. Southeast, no way. Let me tell you that in 19, I mean in 2015, when some parties came together, they saw PDP as a behemoth, that you need a coalition to actually confront it. And that was exactly what happened. That was why they were able to unseat the ruling party that has ruled for 16 years. And then they drowned them. Then in 2023, the PDP reorganized, rejuvenated, and they said they wanted to retake power. And then what happened? You had the G5. Pakonso of the PDP separated. He went to NNPP. Peter Obi, who was vice presidential candidate to Atiku in 2019, left to join Labour Party. Let me tell you, even the Bible says that a house that divides against itself will not stand. Majority of the plurality of votes that PDP will always have before now come from the Southeast and the South-South. What happened? After Kano, after, no, after River State, the next state that will give votes, massive votes to PDP is Kano State. What happened? Kwakonso to Kano. Of course, Wike belong is the leader of the G5. They agree five governors of the PDP. He took uh, River State and surrendered it to Ashiwaju. And of course, Peter Obi held sway in the Southeast. All those votes that were supposed to go to PDP, even the traditional Taraba. Taraba is dominated by Christians. 
look at the votes between Labour Party at the presidential election and, and PDP. And they come to Benue and play too. And of course, Nasarawa, SDP held with uh, elsewhere there, and Labour Party too. And of course, the FCT, Labour took charge. So all of this depleted the PDP. And if you do an analysis, if you add NNPP's votes to LP's votes, and then you sum them up with what Article had, you discover that they will score almost 13 million, 13 million votes to Ashiwaju's 8 million. Who would have won? You see the arithmetic. So, yes, yeah, so that is the truth. That is the truth. So, what we are saying is it's not a question of people saying uh, all of this actually contributed to APC's victory, if you ask me. It's my opinion. And that is how I looked at it. Because APC still had their house intact. Even if they had issues, after all, their national chairman lost Nasarawa state. Even the PDP chairman lost his state. He lost his polling unit. He lost his state. He lost, in short, he lost everything to the, to, 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 to the opposition, so to speak. So what we are saying is, it is because of the fractionalization, fractionalization of PDP and the incursion of LP that actually helped Ashiwaju to win. And that is it. It has nothing to do with people who are believing that oh, we wanted a change. We wanted a change. You understand? Like this thing, if you, uh, like, it's when you urinate in one place that you urine with four. And that is the truth. You know, like they say, rolling, a rolling, a rolling, a rolling stone gathers no moss. So APC captured the original Southwest. And then they had a they had a, a good showing in the northwest, and then now picked from northeast, north central, and then south south. I don't forget in the northeast. I mean, okay, even if even if they lost at the presidential, but then they were able to pick substantially to make twenty five. I mean, twenty four percent. I mean, twenty five percent of the votes in Cross River in Ebony. In Imo and some other states. So, all this added to the quantum of votes APC had that made uh, that, uh, the party to win, to excel at the election. So, it has nothing to do with actually that people, with all of these surface, all the hardship example. Why is it that the party still won? Me, I'm telling you the reason behind the success of APC. People actually originally, if they had Looked at all this, I have analyzed along these lines, so to speak, positively. They would have known. Thank you so much for that. That analysis is very interesting. I, I find it very interesting. If I, I say again, that is why we need people to be looking at the number and crunching in so that we can begin to see everything in it. But I have a, a curiosity. Now, when we look at the cross section of Nigeria, we see that Nigerians are angry, particularly the youth. And this is why. We are not angry, including myself, so I want to be inclusive of that. We are not angry because uh, Ahmed Tinubu won the election or was given the, the return ticket by INEC. We are angry because INEC didn't do what they said they were going to do. Now, let me put the question to you like this. Do you think the number that you uh, analyze, if INEC 
have followed what they said they were going to do. Like when they finished the election at the polling booth, the result that was given there will be transmitted live. Everybody see it. Do you think you will have the same number the way we have it now, according to INET report? Thank you very much for that. You see, election is a game of numbers. And there are ground rules for the conduct of elections in any country. Foremost, you have the constitution of the country. And then you have the Electoral Act, the one I mentioned, of the one that was passed by the upper legislative, I mean, by both chambers of the National Assembly that was assented to, that actually um, give Philip to technological innovations as suggested and brought in by INEC. The use of BIVAS, transmission of results from the polling unit. Do I say to, I will not say to the server, but to the uh, INEC V portal, what they call IREF portal. So, and now let me tell you, the National Independent National Electoral Commission is a body. At the helm of affairs, you have the national chairman. And then you have 13 national commissioners representing, you know, the geopolitical zones. And then at the state level, you have the independent, uh, the resident electoral commissioner who are directly answerable to the national chairman. And of course, you have the public officers. Uh, I want to say that what pers personally, you know, uh, a lot of us, a lot of Nigerians like you, I believe, uh, have issues with is the process. The process, is it transparent? Is it fair? Is it equitable? Is it credible? Let me tell you one thing. INEC is peopled by Nigerians. I know the Nigerian syndrome. The question will ask, what is the belief of these persons who work in INEC? What is their value? Are there strange elements from the rest of us Nigerians? Now, are these people actually given an enabling environment to operate? What I mean that say is the political class, the candidates, what is their interest? They know the law. Are they ready? Did they play according to the rules of the game? I said one thing. I said, look, an average Nigerian is desperate for power. So he does not, you know, he, he does not believe in being called upon to serve. He brings himself, he nominates himself to serve because of his desperation for power. What I call vaunting ambition. The one that Macbeth had that made him murder the king. That is the same that we Nigerians, an average politician in Nigeria, has. We know the law. I want to ask you, for example, this election was characterized in some places with violence. There was voter suppression, there was intimidation, there was harassment. And of course, what worrisome issue, ethnic profiling. You, you saw that in Lagos. 
it played out very well. And that's a, that is very, very dangerous. It could, lay, it could lead to chaos and anarchy. It could make us descend to what I don't want to talk about. And so, back to your question. The process, people need to make the process work through of us. What, yes, now, what was the orientation, the commitment of these persons to ensure that the process is seamless? INEC did not send talks to disrupt election. The only problem ascribed to INEC is that after so much mouth and promises that on election day, results will be transmitted to the IREF. What we saw was that the presidential, the results of the presidential election was delayed, while that of the National Assembly was transmitted. INEC told us they had glitches. Well, I like giving a benefit of the doubt because I don't work there. I'm not an ICT expert or specialist. But for me to begin to be able to say, oh, it was deliberate, I can't say that. Tango, like I said, the issue is before the law court. They have brought in their experts, the ICT specialists, and all the rest. They have brought in forensic experts. So all these ones will look at the evidence and look at the beavers. And then at the end of the day, Nigerians were able to know what actually happened. But after that, I think as at yesterday, over 98% of the presidential election results have been uploaded. Now, back to the issue that what the results that were announced is different from what is on the portal. At times, I want to disagree. Because presidential election has five stages of population, which begin from the polling unit. And at the polling unit, the guy in charge is the presiding officer. And at this polling unit, you have party agents registered with INEC because their lists were submitted to INEC, they were verified, they were trained, and they were mobilized to such places by their respective parties. At times, some of these party agents are sellouts. They are torn coats because of poverty. And that is why when they are mobilized by other political parties, other parties, for example, they turn their eyes the other way and then they allow manipulation. It happens. That is why they sign resources at the polling units only for the same resources to be distributed at the upper levels of pollution. That is inconsistency, inconsistency on your part. Number two, it is expected that at the end of balloting, there is sorting of the ballot papers arranged in the order of the political parties, the writing political parties, and, and then they are counted openly for each, you know, ballot papers are arranged in favor of the recipient political parties or candidates. And then results are announced. And then these results are entered into uh, for Miss a which is the resource sheet. At the end of the day, political parties, agents, they sign. It is after the signing. Each, a copy each is given to party agents and security uh, agents present. And of course, the beavers is used to snap the resource sheets and then transmit it. So what I'm saying is if the party agent has the raw results from the polling units, 
which is a true reflection of what actually took place. That is supposed to be an incontrovertible evidence. Because it is expected that agents in all the polling units, 176,166 that elections took place out of the 176,846 polling units across the country. So if you have all of this, there's no need for beating or, 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 or trying to drown you know, the roof. Quietly gather your team of lawyers, ask your agents at the polling units to come with the originals of their former CHA. And then you do your own collation. You do your own collation. This is what you are going to present as evidence at the tribunal, as your defense. No agent now, what we just said, I watch in the social media is, oh, what we have is different from what has been uploaded. I don't think INEC will be so stupid. I'm not saying INEC is a saint or that INEC is people by saints. No. There's a collision at the polling units. Then at the court units, nobody complained. Then at the local government, no complaints. At the states, no complaint. You not get to the National Coalition Center, you are complaining. I mean, <laughs> we need to look at, reasonable look at the matter, the issue, critically. Because I like looking at issues dispassionately, devoid of sentiments. Honestly, and that is how I do my things. And that is my belief. There have been places where overvoting took place. You saw what happened in Oshun. That is, that the appeal court has, has set aside a date for the ruling. Not until the last is aired, will not know at least the importance that 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 the advancement, you know, the credibility that INEC brought into the world of elections with the introduction of papers. Let me tell you, it is for the first time in the history of elections since 1999 that several sitting governors will lose elections in their bid to go to the Senate. Before now, it will not happen. If it happened in 1999 and in, uh, in 2019, I'm telling all of them would have said true. Elections would have, results would, have, would just have been uh, uh, entered for them. But now, with the elimination of the incident forms and the introduction of that beavers, whether you like it or not, to me, the beavers, even if there were manipulations, and that manipulations, I'm telling you, they will fail if they are examined forensically. Because on that thing, one, it will accredit you, take the number. Then at the end of the day, it will transmit. And the verification as a voter is done in two ways. Either with your fingerprint, or they will take your image, your visuals, and then your details for the Because I voted. And that's exactly what happened at my polling unit. And so, my brother, the idea that there are conflicting figures and all the rest. If you have your case, don't fight. Don't bring down the roof over anybody's head. Just gather your evidence, monumental evidence like claim you have, and go to the court and display this. Yes, it depends on the dexterity of your lawyers, the intelligence of your lawyers. Does it really only depend on the intelligence, or let's use another word for it, the capacity of the lawyer to be able to win this case? Yeah. If the 
the INENC uh, operation can almost be seen to, to have been manipulated by some powers uh, in, that, um, that are in play. Can we say that the Nigeria judiciary is actually free to interpret the law and able to give justice in a situation like this? Uh, you know, there is a lot of things really in play here. You did make mention of the fact that, yes, some of the results were actually uploaded. Not that none of them were uploaded. But this is some of the things that, that were happening. Is that some of the results that were actually uploaded, they were blared out. They couldn't even be visible according to some of the reports that we see. Did you hear something like that? Or maybe those are just rumors that some of the results that INET uploaded to the server were not even legible. Yes, yes, they happened actually. I saw some. Some were actually mutilated. Some were, some were illegible. Some were, some were blood. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that there is an original. What is uploaded, even if it is original, is like a bromide or a photocopy. But the agents have the original that is not blood. Even before the mutilation, like that one in some places, even before the mutilation, the one that was given to the party agents or the security agents, were they mutilated? Because the tribunal can feather the security agent to produce the results in their possession. At least if the party agents compromise with the security agents, not one, not two, majority, because before I retired, I was a member of the ISS, Interagency Consultative Committee on Election Security. And, you know, all security agencies, even including the paramilitary, they were members. So all of them that were at any polling units is entitled to a copy of the results at the polling units at, and at all the collation centers. To me, it is important that the results are uploaded on time, timely, because timeliness matters. Because that's what a lot of people are holding on to, that because they were not uploaded, INEC was playing a game. But me, I'm saying to counter that, at the polling units, most Nigerians have cell phones. Majority of Nigerians snapped these results uh, for me, city resort sheet, and then they posted. So that is to counter whatever INEC or okay, let me say INEC or its process eventually uploaded to the RF portal. I don't know if I'm communicating, if I'm making sense. I'm trying to make a case here. No, no, that no, no, no. You can always verify this. <laughs> there are some that were very, very clear. There were some that were blood. It is true. Mm -hmm. Your if point is very clear. I mean, we are human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. Some could be deliberate, some could be mistakes. That is why I once I was a coalition officer sometime in 2016. But the thing is, there are some persons who are deficient in so many ways. One, for you to be a coalition officer, you must be of sound mind. You must not just be cerebral, you must be stable and quiet. What I mean is that as, because at the world level, that is the, to me the most important because all the polling units at the world level will come to the world pollution center. That is the basis, the foundation 
of any results of any election, any mistake that is made at that level, there is going to be problems. And that is the truth. So to me, selective uh, collection officers should not be done based on sentiments or that because you've risen to the peak of your lecturing or academic career, like they say, the who does not confer academic excellence. We have seen how professors messed up, not just in this election, several other elections that have been held before now. Yes, where some have become, do I say, uh, and, and I look, uh, uh, when I think of a word to use, an adjective I'll come back. <coughs> so they, 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 they are no longer to me of sound mind. So simple addition of figures becomes a problem. Some have I said problems that the electoral officer at the local government level or the resident electoral commissioner is the one pointing out what a professor, what you wrote. Somebody is pointing it out to you to read. You understand? So a lot of human error, error caused could lead to some of the alterations we see on those. That is why I say you must be calm when you are a collation officer because you pick the result sheet from a polling unit, you scrutinize it. How many voters in that unit? How many voters collected their PVCs? How many voters were accredited? How many voted? How many valid votes? I mean, uh, uh, voided votes, valid votes. All this must tally. It is when you are sure that everything tallies and that as, at the time you add the voided votes to the total valid votes, they should not be more than the number of accredited votes. That is when you go ahead to transfer into your own resource sheets. And that is how it should be of all the polling units. So that at the end of the day, at that local government, the number of voters must rhyme. And the number of registered voters must rhyme. The number of those who collected PVCs must rhyme. The number of accredited voters must rhyme. Same with total voided votes and valid votes to the total number of votes cast at that unit. But what we had in some places is overvoting, which means some persons cleverly avoided or bypassed the beavers, or either the presiding officer themselves compromised. We see things on the social media, but in places where I monitored at the presidential election, I didn't see anything or such, but that does not mean that it did not happen. Yes, because I know it is alleged that I've not verified that some presiding officers that were not trained were substituted for those who were actually trained. And that was done for a purpose to subvert the intention of the system, of the commission, to ensure that it delivers on election. That is the point, sir. In that at the end of the day, we are not really expecting INENC to do miracle. We are, we are just trying to make sure that the system works. The system is not just made to work for the president or made to work for the commissioner. It should work for the Nigerian people. When yes. I brought the idea that they came with this beavers idea, 
Everybody bought into it because it was an intelligent idea. It was a good project. The money was spent on it and it deserved to be spent on it. But INEC, with all honesty and all respect, did not deliver. They cheated the Nigerian people. Okay, now, this is, this is how I see it. Why I think it is a good project. That from the polling unit, everybody see what happened. And the Nigerian people are not stupid. They take picture, photo, videos of the thing that they see. There is also the audio part of it. In that as the people are counting, it is visible. It's not something that needs to be done in the hidden place. They are counting PDP 1, PDP 2, PDP 3. Everybody have the record. When they are counting APC, everybody also have the record. When they are counting LP, everybody have the record. That record should have been reflected. Because if it is not reflected, it means that the people's will have not been respected. This is where I think a lot of Nigeria have issue with INEC. That what they promised, they did not do it. Whatever grammar they want to use to justify it does not explain what happened. The people have been cheated. Let me tell you, uh, like I said, I'm not making a case for INEC because I personally, you know, uh, I'm disappointed some way that um, INEC did not deliver the way it promised Nigerians because of the resources and support given to INEC. But like I said, there are other variables. INEC alone, as an institution, cannot, as a standalone, deliver a credible election. Look, the political parties, the security, the judiciary, the individuals are critical stakeholders that will work in synergy with INEC to deliver a credible election. That is my view. Why I say this is because INEC is the only body that is empowered by law to collect and announce results. But I am telling you, having been on the ground at least since 1999, the first major election I witnessed as a youth was in 1979. And I know what happened. And um, since then till now, substantial progress has been made in the conduct of elections in this country. That cannot be lost on us. And so at this election, let me use what happened in 2020 elections, my brother, in Edo State, that was an off-season election. Do you know that most political parties were collecting their results based on the number of those they gave money to? By They had their notebooks. I want to give you an example. In my polling unit in my community, those who were the party agents were used from the community. They had a notebook. And some of them arranged with these youths, the agents, oh boy, you are giving 5,000. They would dub their thumb with ink, say, look, instead of giving me 5,000, give me 3,000, you take 2,000. They would go to the other side, and then they would write the name down. That, oh, this one voted for us. At the end of the day, 
They came out to say, yes, we collated on the field. We have a we had agents on the field. But what good enough that 2020, the porter worked marvelously well as they were collecting, they were uploading. And then from that, people looked at it. They went to the tribunal, the concerned party, the, 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 the party that lost, the major one that lost, went to the tribunal. They brought in forensic experts. I want to see. So I just hope that is not what we play out. Like I've said, too, I don't want to be misconstrued. I'm not saying INEC did marvelously well. I have stated it severally that actually the promise, what I'm saying is that INEC alone as an institution needs the support of all the other critical stakeholders and us Nigerians and actually to ensure that institution succeeds. And that is the truth. That these figures, there are differences in the figures, is a conjecture. Let us see what will happen at the, at, the, at the tribunal. I know this matter will move up to the Supreme Court. We've heard several of this before. After all, now, two parties or more are laying close to, to victory. Declare me winner. Declare me winner. So it is a, is a, is a, is a, is a scenario that uh, personally, I'm waiting to see how it will, it, will, it, will, it will pan out. And that is the truth. One thing is, now, INEC has learned this lesson. Because you discover that at the election that held on the 18th of this month, a lot of changes, there were a lot of improvements. Don't forget, like people, what was the major number one was logistic, logistical problems. Materials arrived pulling units very late. When polls are supposed to at 8, 8.30, at 11, 12, 1 p.m., people were still waiting for materials. What happened? Is other vehicles broke down, or there were not enough vehicles, or, or, or supervisory polling officers were busy looking for the newly created polling unit. They were just roaming. A number of them, for example, that I, uh, that, that I intercepted me on the road, I directed. So you understand, which means some of these persons did not do a facility check because so like there was no adequate sensitization for education of the people who were to supply material to these places. So just as some voters were looking for their polling units, some voters were migrated from their original polling units to newly created polling units to the contest the previous ones. So I think these are all uh, low-hanging that I make and all of can take them to work up towards the next election, either the election, election or the general elections in 2000. What would be your conclusion here, uh, looking at uh, what uh, you have, what we have shared with or what we have discussed about the the 2023 election? Please briefly conclude it here. Uh, look, the elections has come and gone. But one thing I want uh, those who lost at the elections at the various levels to know, uh, to put on the garb of uh, ghost postman, uh, ghost postman and woman, uh, to know that at every competition, there always be a winner, only one winner. And that if you don't accept the outcome, what you need to do is instead of uh, inciting your supporters to violate the law, quietly approach the law courts or the tribunals as prescribed in our statute books to ventilate your grievance.
uh, violence does no one any good. It is evil. The outcome will precipitate, you know, untold consequences. And so I urge all Nigerians to be calm and then watch how the case will play out at the tribunals. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your sharing. Thank you for your advice and thank you for your analysis. I really do appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.